yesterday I had this experience where we were sitting on the couch and we were going to watch something and I just pulled up my phone and for whatever reason, I just went to Twitter and I don't know what I was checking. I just wanted to glance at it. And a story came up about a family or a two-year-old. And again, I don't know the facts. If is this is actually true or not, and it seemed like it was, but it was a two-year-old who lost both of his parents in the shooting in Highland Park. And there's so much, as you know, and it's close to home for you all in Chicago, kind of taking it from the perspective of way outside, like, you know, again, living in the Southeast, for example, we're not there. These incidents and these attacks are happening all over the place at this point. But when someone goes into their feed, and I wasn't seeking this out, it just showed itself to me. And that's hard, right? For myself and my wife even said, like, said something like, what's up? What's the matter? And it just hit me that this two-year-old lost both of his parents in the shooting, from what I can tell. This is constant, right? Anytime you show up, you're seeing these things that are just devastating as people who might be out there and they're seeking help and they could go talk to a therapist about it. But like in the moment, right, there's so much there just to even take in. Like there's so much news and we can learn about the bad news and the good news at any moment's notice with like no delay. And it didn't used to be that way. And it like almost overnight, it feels like it is now that way. How can people cope with that? And maybe that's the word, like how do we cope with all of this news and all of this information that's out there now and just ready for you, even when you're not seeking it out. And oftentimes people are seeking it out. So it goes both ways. Yeah. I mean, I think that the situation you talked about, I believe is true. I believe that's exactly what happened. And you're right that we've kind of got these constant news feeds of different things that oftentimes don't feel like good news and uh, or just really devastating things like the situation that you just talked about. I think that from a global standpoint, we need to make sure that we have all of us are proactive in having support systems in place. And that goes a long way because you don't ever know when something's going to happen. You don't ever know when something that's going to be really upsetting. And there's a lot of ways to do that. But I think making sure you have open lines of communication with your family and friends and people that feel, you know, you feel like are supportive of you. Another thing you can do is establish a relationship with a therapist or a counselor. And not even if you see them all the time, you may not need to see them very often or you may not want to see them very often. But if you have already that existing relationship, it makes it much easier to reach out to those people. And we've had a lot of that over the last several days. You know, people that we, you know, worked with in the past that have reached back out to us and just may want a couple sessions. But I think it's beyond just the therapy community. I think that for all of us, we need to make sure that we understand what we're going to do. It's kind of like if you have a, a dental emergency, most people have a dentist that they could reach out to and know what would happen is if they had some big emergency, they know what they would do. And in addition to that, there's hotlines and there are some systems set up in place for kind of immediate help for people. But I think it's really difficult for people to share kind of how they're feeling and what's really going on inside. And it makes it easier if you have somebody familiar. And so, like I said, I would just say that we all need to be very proactive in knowing what our resources are and what our support system is and making sure that those lines of communication are open so that if we do need some extra help, and like I said, it can be friends, it can be family, it can be... There's a lot of different ways to do that. But 
I think over the last several years, everything has been so reactive because things keep just going on. And I don't think that's any fault of anybody. I think that there's just been a lot more kind of bigger issues over the last several years. And so I think, but for now, if I was talking to the general public, I would say establish that support system, those relationships, and know kind of who you would turn to in a time when you're really struggling and make sure that you're talking about it and not just trying to push it down and avoid it because that's ultimately what ends up making it typically harder to deal with, even though at the time it might seem like a good option for you. Is there an awareness piece to know that if an individual is logging on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of these different platforms, like you could develop a habit to go for something else instead, like replace that habit with going for a walk or making a phone call to somebody or reading a book as opposed to just going there because the best way to avoid it is to avoid it, right? But that easier said than done. And again, like you might be going in there to check on predictions for the Chicago Bulls upcoming season and up comes this information about what happened in Highland Park. Like you're not even looking for it. So you almost have to stay away from certain things or go to areas that are very specific of to what you're looking for. Like go to ESPN if you want to read about that stuff. But even in those places, I mean, there's toxic news coming out there as well with clickbait headlines that are meant to trigger people so they can sell more advertisements. Is there ways or are there tools? And again, you can't necessarily solve it in just one conversation, but to perhaps you're not going to maybe totally avoid it. I mean, maybe some people could, but like staying away from that information that is no doubt going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I think that most people who do what I do would agree that social media has been not a positive impact on mental health. I think that there's kind of the 24-hour news cycle and there's information being fed to you. And a lot of that information is what people are looking at right now. And when you have some big event, then that's going to be at the kind of the top of the line. I think that we all need to be really careful that we don't get caught up, you know, kind of just being online and on our phones and on the computers. And like you said, there's a lot of different things we can do. We can go for a walk. I think it's important that sometimes people leave their phone wherever they are and just get away from it for a while. I mean, I think the other thing, the combination of social media and smartphones has been, you know, that we are constantly in contact now. And I think that there's some positive things about it and there's some things that can be helpful, but I don't think that the resources and the positive support systems we have or anybody has can make up for the kind of constant feeding of information. And again, I don't think this is something nefarious. I don't think anybody's trying to do this. I think it's just people are kind of putting out there what they believe people want to, you know, kind of are interested in. So I think it does come down to the individual to making sure that we're doing our own self-care and limiting. And one of those things is, you know, phones these days, they can track how long you've been on the internet every day. And so I think those are like many people pay attention to how many steps they have in a day, how much exercise they have. I think we also need to pay attention to how much time we're really spending on the web and kind of limit that for ourselves. Yeah. There's a lot of topics that lead to polarizing conversations where maybe you mean well on the front end, but then you kind of get deeper into that conversation. Like you can take global warming, right? I talk about politics is an obvious one, even sports, right? Like you spend enough time and you go into a topic and it could just be like, again, it could be about the Chicago Bears and they're upset about the coach and what's going to happen this season. And then you just dive a little bit into that Twitter thread and you see the conversation that's taking place. 
and you see like this combative behavior and some of it's good natured, some of it's all in fun. And then other times it just goes into this toxic place. And yes, it does happen in public. Like you go out and you could see people outside the stadium yelling and getting at each other and getting into a fight. So it's not like just solely on social media and just kind of like goes to your point before. But what is it that leads people to having these combative and it's like more so than ever on social media that they're just like willing to just stand for whatever strong belief they have and they're going all in with that and they're not backing down and then it just escalates and then it's so easy for anyone on the outside to come in and add their two cents and then it just takes off. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, human beings aren't comfortable with conflict. And so if you're face-to-face, it's much more difficult to say something that you know might make somebody else upset. I think when you're online, many times you're totally anonymous. Sometimes people will be under their handle or their profile or whatever. But for the most part, there's not going to be any direct conflict. And you can come and go in that conversation whenever you want. You can put out something that you know is going to anger a lot of people. And then guess what? You can just set your phone down and walk away and let everybody else fight about it. I think that the ability of being anonymous and also not having to have a face-to-face conversation is a big piece of what that leads to. I think the other piece is, is I think just... In general, our society is more like that. There's more people kind of being pushed to the outer sides of things and less people in the middle, or at least it appears so. I actually think that most Americans are in kind of a a middle group of thoughts. And for the most part, I think we agree as a total on many of these things. But I think that with the way, you know, you mentioned politics, the political systems and things like that is, is the, the sides have gotten farther apart. People have been encouraged to grow that divisiveness. So I think that people are willing to kind of go down that path because I think they believe they're fighting for what they think is right. And a lot of times people are fighting for what is right, but I'm not sure that social media is the most effective way to do it because I'm not sure many people's opinions are being changed or that they're learning a whole lot from a thread that's where two people are arguing or five people are arguing about something. I just don't know that we learn a lot from that and we grow much from that. Content Matters with a Z is our content marketing company that helps entrepreneurs tell their own stories to those who care. And here's the thing. We think every entrepreneur that is willing should have their own content platform. And we want to help make that happen, both by working directly with entrepreneurs and by sharing our own stories, exploring the craft of content marketing. Content Matters, one piece of content at a time. Learn more at kazcontent.com.